love you guys. This is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. Just welcome, 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 welcome. <laughs> I know you like, she just has too much energy, but you know, I love you, love you, love you, love you, love you. Welcome to Good Deeds. Um, I am so super excited to be your host. I am Dr. Renee Sunday, and I'm known as the Platform Builder. And what that is, I help you identify your purpose if you're not aware. And then we have to build a platform so you can be seen, be heard, guess what, get paid. The whole thing of it, your purpose, your destiny, is guess what, to help somebody else smile and fulfill their life. Someone else that they can actually obtain their goals, dreams, and, of course, their destiny in life. Isn't that amazing? Oh, it's amazing. But first of all, before we get started, I want to thank you, thank you, thank you. He just blowing up social media, our Good Deeds radio and TV uh, page. Oh, we have over, oh, my God, it's like over 105,000 people. People are contacting us now to sponsor ads just on our business page. Isn't that wild? I just love it, love it, love it, though. <laughs> so we just thank you that you download our episodes on iTunes. You look at us on uh, YouTube, our website, and social media. So we thank you. Thank you for that because you have, you, you know, there's plenty of places you can be. But we thank you that you believe in us here at Good Deeds and you support us and we support you as well. Go both ways. It can't go one way. It has to go both ways. And we thank you for that. You know, let's talk a little bit because we have an amazing guest. I love to have amazing guests. Every one of our guests is amazing, right? But, um, the question for this amazing session, you know, people sending questions, uh, the Dr. Renee questions, and my team, they love to give it to me right about five, four, three, two, one, right now. <laughs> but it always works out. They know I'm compassionate. They know I'm going to show love. And it's great for the listening audience because one thing people don't like, and you know what that is, people do not like anyone that's trying to be fake, that's, you know, that's not real. As our kids say, is uh, what it, keep it one, what it says? Y'all know what y'all say, keep it 100. They may have a, a new word out there. Now I had to get that from my niece and nephew. <laughs> but the key is being authentic. Are you being in authentic in the thing that you've been called to? But the question, the question, the question is, they say, Dr. Sunday, hmm, <laughs> Tell us a little bit about your experience. And, you know, some of the questions are personal. You know, they're too personal. You know, you know how they go. Amen. But they say, what are some of one of your experiences? You know, we talked a detail on the telephone. But one of your experiences in regards to mentorship and coaching that I've experienced. So I'm like, oh, so that's kind of interesting because most people ask me my opinion about Having a coach, and, I, you know, I have several coaches. Uh, Oprah Winfrey says she has, I think the last count was seven or eight coaches. So you know what that means. If Oprah Winfrey, uh, uh, you know, if she, you know, we need to always. Uh, you know, I had the awesome opportunity of sharing the red carpet with her in Dallas. She's amazing, lady. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Very friendly, down to earth, but she know when she hit that stage, she knew how to take care of business. But anyway, um, and so I think, the, first of all, I always, uh, my transition from full-time anesthesiology to the things that you see me and I have been entrusted, I, I guess 
I didn't know what to do. <laughs> My biggest challenge was if you see me in the medical field, I introduced myself as I'm Dr. Renee Sunday, I'm your anesthesiologist. I can say 100% that no one refused for me to actually have anesthesia. I've had some people say, you look too young, which I love that. Some people do ask me where I train. Some people ask me how many years, you know, those kind of scenarios. And I'll be honest, I'm going to keep it 100. I've had some people, when I've said Dr. Sunday, they turn right around and say Miss Sunday. And, you know, it is what it is. I usually, let me just say a little thing quickly. I usually, it doesn't offend me, but let me tell you, my staff do not like it. I've had several times that they that they correct the patient. Um, but, you know, I, you know, it is what it is on that. We can talk a little bit more in detail about the respect of people, you know, you know in another time. But um, I had to get a mentor or coach because this was something totally new that, that God, and that's what it is, put me, you know, transitioned me into. And so I did that. I've spent several. Y'all, you do not want to know the number of how many programs, how many coaches I've had. But the key is, uh, I think the one that I resonate the most with, I have to tell you, the first guy I had um, here in Atlanta, I fussed and fussed and fussed that I didn't want to <laughs> work with women. I wanted to work with everybody. You know everybody started with that. I want to work with everybody, men, women, children, uh, and he said, no, you got to get your avatar. You know, avatar is the person that you speak to, the person you can relate to, the person that you're going to do your advertising to. I thought it. Do you know You know what I'm doing now, right? <laughs> so now my target market or my avatar, if you want to call it, is women. Uh, I actually, she has a name because you have to have a name. You have to know her demographics. Uh, but her name is Christina, Christy, I call her Williamson, okay? And she's a... a She's a professional woman that feels stuck. She's about 45 to 50, if you want to do it real tight, about 48 to 50, that she feels stuck. She wants to know, have she really done what God had called her to do while she's here on earth? Has she really left a legacy? And that's what we do. That's how the be seen, be heard, get paid was uh, birth. And that, see, that's all God. It's not me. <laughs> but anyway, that's how that all started. Uh, and, and contact me. If you don't know that for your market, we can work through that because that's what I do um, in my coaching, you know, business coaching and, you know, the other stuff I've been in church. But that was the short end of the stick. Uh, of course, me and the person talked a long time uh, because there's some passionate, you know, I talk, 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 right? But anyway, we got to get to our guests because I want to learn. I like to learn. I'm a forever learner, and I try to instill that into the listening order. So yeah, always be teachable, and guess what? Always be coachable. We have the, the amazing, the phenomenal uh, Sean Saunders. And if I'm pronouncing his name wrong, he's going to get me straight soon. But he's an author, he's a teacher, CEO, and founder of his own enterprise. Isn't that amazing? I love it. And he's actually been a teacher. See, I like this. Guess what? For 15 years. He's also a pastor and an author of not one, not two, not three, but four books. He's based here in the hot ATL, Atlanta. He's married. He's a father. Isn't that amazing? A father of four. He spends most of his time um, in career mentoring and investing in young and men and women. Isn't that amazing? I love it. He's helping them to develop what? Faith, a sense of pride, 
of self-worth and respect for others. Then we just talk about, see, I told you my team, they be setting me up, right, about respect for others. He also provides counsel, guess what, to married couples to assist them through adversity towards a deeper understanding of their lifelong commitment, guess what, to each other. I love it. In modern society and popular culture, relationships, particular marriage, are often challenged and undetermined. Isn't that amazing? Mm. But Sean is going to actually get us straight. He is on a mission to change, to change. We got to say that just, just one more time. I said change that by pouring into many people, thousands of people, millions of people as possible in order to reignite, do you hear that? Reignite a focus on family, guess what, and community. We want to welcome, welcome none other than the amazing, the world changer himself, Mr. Sean Saunders. Are you there? Yes, I'm here, ma'am. How are you? I'm great. Welcome to Good Deeds. How are you doing? (laughs) I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on your show, Dr. Sunday. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. He put an emphasis on that. I like that. (laughs) Bless his heart. But, Sean, you know, of course, I didn't do good justice in introducing you. I just love it when the guests come on, when our family come on. And and tell us a little bit more about yourself and the amazing things that's going on in your life. Sure. Well, uh, I will be celebrating my, uh, or embarking, my wife and I embarking on our 15th year uh, wedding anniversary. We've been together for 17 and a half years. We have four beautiful children um, to whom I love each dearly. Uh, uh, I'm an educator as well uh, of middle school students at the wonderful DeKalb Preparatory Academy in Decatur, Georgia. I think the best school on this side of heaven uh, because God has awarded me to work there. Um, I'm a pastor as well. I'm an author. I've been writing since about 2012. Um, I love basketball. I, I love being out uh, outside, and I love speaking. Uh, I just I love life, and I'm enjoying life right now, and I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to move forward and you know take on some other endeavors with regard to helping people and empowering people. Above all, I love to see people empowered to operate in whatever gift that God has graced them with. So, just a little bit about me. <laughs> I love it. I love. It. Well, first of all, congratulations, congratulations, congratulations! Woo! We just love that with you and your lovely wife and family. That hey, that's a great accomplishment because my parents, I think they've been fifty-two years, and they say it's uh, a great accomplishment with God, of course, first. Right. Always. <laughs> well, let me ask you this because uh, I just love to glean and and, and to from educators because, you know, I look back over my life. I remember every teacher that I had <laughs> because, they, right. because they, didn't, they didn't play with me. So uh, tell us a little bit, you know, because we hear, and, you know, I'm going to say it listen on because I know you're thinking it. Uh, there's so much going on with our kids nowadays, so you have to deal with a lot. Uh, you know, uh, any major city or any any city now, the kids they have to you know you have to have law enforcement, you have to have a social worker, you have to have all these types of counselors and all this in the school nowadays. So tell us a little bit about that because I love your passion 
and your energy, because I, I know you just changed the whole school just by being there. Oh, yes. That's what I endeavor to do every day I walk in. Um, one thing I try to um, instill into the kids is professionalism by setting an example and a model of what a professional is supposed to look like. It's hard for us to try to uh, get kids to do things that we ourselves don't do. Um, and it's extremely important for educators to understand that education or the field of education is not a career. It has to be a calling. It has to be an assignment that God has given to you to go out there and reach and touch the children, not only academically, but you have to touch them emotionally because most of our children come from backgrounds and their dynamics, you know, the different dynamics um, that for, for the most of us, you know, um, some of the things that they've been through even at these early ages, uh, it's difficult for us to even begin to comprehend. So, you know, they've lost loved ones. They've lost parents. I have kids in my classroom who've lost brothers to cancer, who've lost family members, who saw family members murdered. Um, and these are things that we have to take into consideration when we're educating children. Uh, one of the biggest things that I see in the school system today is um, I don't want to say a lack of parent involvement. Parents are involved, but we need to see more parent involvement. Um, and I believe that it's imperative uh, for our parents to be able to, to educate their children at home first. Um, extremely important because kids learn first at home. So they have a tendency of bringing in what they learn at home, which is most oftentimes counterproductive to what it is we're trying to do in the classroom. And there has to be some continuity with regard to what it is they're learning at home and that continuing to be what is being uh, what they're learning in school, excuse me, uh, and what they're learning at home. So um, sometimes those things are different. Um, uh, and they have to be able to understand the importance of education. Um, and self-education is important, of course, because then it enables the student to challenge the teacher uh, to dig deeper <laughs> for new lessons and new things. Um, but it's also important for our students to understand who they are within the context of a group of people who may, under, who may uh, project some kind of idea about what uh, they believe themselves to be. And what I mean by that is, you know, our African-American students have to be able to uh, identify who they are uh, and continue to maintain the integrity of their character without compromising who they are in the presence of other people who try to project that they are somebody perhaps they're really not. Uh, we're not inferior to anybody. We're we're not, uh, you know, uh, you know, we're not lesser than anybody. And it's important for us to continue to maintain who we are and build ourselves up, and know who we are in the presence of other people who continue to project to us some kind of idea about what they they want us to believe they are supposed to be. Um, so, you know, education is important. Uh, I always try to make sure my kids become good writers because I'm a writer by nature. And uh, it's just something we push, especially at the Cab Press. I, I promote my school, <laughs> but uh, that's what we do. Yeah. We try to do that to our ability. Wow, I love that. I, I have to say this because when I grew up, my parents was always at school, not not because I was, you know, bad all, all the time. Cause, you know, I was I had in the eighth grade. My mom said she put oil all over my bed. I know she's listening, but <laughs> she said, "What am I?" What is going on with this girl? But I've heard a lot of educators say that the eighth grade and that ninth grade is 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 kind of is challenging. Um, it is. But it's, it I just thought of that. My mom said she put oil all over my bed. <laughs> yeah, and it's challenging because uh, you know I teach seventh grade, but I interact with the eighth graders as well. Um, and the kids come to me not only with academic issues, but they come to me with personal issues, things that they need to talk about. Um, it's important that we understand and give them a voice to vent how they feel 
and not be judgmental with regard to their feelings because, you know, uh, we have to be able to hear them in order to touch them. Um, and what I mean by that is in order for us to touch their heart, we have to be able to help them to understand that they're being heard. A lot of our kids have never been affirmed by their fathers, so they've never heard uh, their mm-hmm. father speak over them a word that God has already spoken over them before. And it's important for us as educators to understand that sometimes we have to do what fathers or we have to do what other people are not doing and affirm them and remind them that this is who you are. You you are a king. You are great. You are going to be magnificent. You're, you are going to do great things. You're going to contribute to your community. You're going to be powerful. You're going to be impactful. So uh, they need to hear that from somebody outside of, you know, trying to figure out for themselves or whether or not these things are going to come to pass. So, yes, it, it, it's hard, but it's, it's worth it. Yeah, I think it is worth because I took that. I took that really good. <laughs> My parents are really, um, they really happy. I do. I did grow up in um, the listen audience. You know, I grew up in poverty, so you know. So. But oh, I yeah. do what I do. Come, oh yeah, I grew up in there. I'm happy to say I'm. I was yeah, there, and, and 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 I still continue to go back and, and, and to to help. And don't I, I for sure don't go back saying I'm all that. I, I said, well, yeah, I grew up right on this street, right where you are. And um, this is where I, I was fighting. And but let me tell you what I learned from that fight. That that's not the answer. <laughs> you know. And that's one thing um, we, we we all have to learn, Doc. Um, it's important for us, especially as believers. You know, uh, uh, you know, the church, unfortunately, traditionally for for some time, has always answered the questions that nobody asks, but never addresses the issue that the people always face. It's important for us as a church to be able to model for people not only the good that we've been or the success that we've achieved, but be able to expose them at some point to the failures that have come into our life or that that, that side of us that, you know, they we don't want everybody to see. We try to, you know, uh, uh, expunge that particular individual from, you know, the context of our story. So we need to be able to expose people to that person so they can appreciate the value of how God, how far God had to reach down to pick us up to elevate us to where we are so that he'll get the glory out of what we're doing and not we ourselves. So what you're saying is extremely wow, important about going back and you well, know, sharing I, with them. I never go back yeah. like I'm all that. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to commend you, and, and I'm going to say it just like this, um, being an Afro-American male in the school, I commend you, I commend you, I commend you. Because I'm thinking back, I and I grew up in a predominantly black school, I, yeah. And I don't remember maybe two in the whole school, and that was in what driver's education and, you know, the football uh, and, the, you know, the sports arena. So I commend you on that, and I love when you say that you make sure your kids are, are great writers because I didn't know I had that gift as well until well I knew I used to be or I used to love uh what you call it the research papers and stuff like that yes. but until my brother passed that that gift was ignited so I want to commend for that because you have to have to know how to do it technology is not taking care of everything you still need to know how to pen yeah, how to write. Mm-hmm. That is right. But let's get into this because, you know, when we introduced you, and you said so eloquently that you're author of not just one, two, but four books and more to come. Tell us about them. We want to know, not all, because the listening audience know they have to go and purchase a book when you tell us where we need to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm actually in the process of finishing my fourth book, and um 
I'm currently working on another book, but they are um, a series of books that I created. And writing for me is therapeutic, so it helped me to get through things or it helped me to express through uh, written word what I could not express through, you know, vocally. Um, um, And my first book is on leadership, uh, and it deals with the transparency of leadership. It's called The Wounded Leader, uh, a superhero revealed through the eyes of his alter ego, and it deals with how leaders are most oftentimes uh, uh, demands are placed upon leaders, unrealistic demands are placed placed upon leaders, to be people uh, or to be things for people that they oftentimes can't be. Uh, and it deals with the issue of transparency, um, being able to be honest with someone. Where does a leader go when he wants to take off his cape <laughs> uh, and just, you know, dress down? And, you know, it's, it's hard for a leader sometimes to speak to the people that he's leading because he doesn't want to misguide them or, you know, lead them in the wrong way. So who does a leader uh, when everybody is expecting him to live up to these great expectations? Where, where does he go when he's down, when he's when he's not feeling it? So uh, my second book is called This Is My Confession. Uh, and I created, by the way, a superhero character that is in all of these books. Uh, and this particular superhero character is a reflection of myself and as well as a lot of other people. Uh, and just the things that we go through, dilemmas. So there's a encounter in there where he's struggling with, uh, the enemy or the devil, whatever you want to say, um, and he's having an all-out battle with him to the, you know, where uh, to the point, excuse me, where he uh, confesses his issues uh, so that the devil can't hold those things against him anymore because they were once in secrecy, now they're in the open. So if you say it out aloud, you know, and don't hide it, then nobody else can bring up something that you've already exposed or revealed. And my last book that I just wrote, uh, or the most recent book that I just wrote, uh, is entitled The Superhero Lover and His Explicit Behavior in Between the Sheets. And that deals with marriage. Uh, it deals with the relationships, uh, the the stages of uh, marriage, the marital relationship, um, to the point where you get married, you're excited, the ecstasy stage of every relationship. Oh, we're excited. Oh, you're running through the grass, and hey, that's great. You get married, the great exchange where the father gives his daughter away. And then all the way to the point where the two want to choke each other, uh, <laughs> and how do we deal with that? So it's very um, detailed. Um, you know, I didn't want to make it a, a churchy book, but it is church related. I have biblical scriptures in there, but I make it so that someone outside, because the scripture says, "Go ye into all the world," uh, and He wants us to reach people outside. So uh, I'm trying to reach everybody outside to let them know that God can relate to whatever their reality is. So. Uh, and I'm currently writing another book. I'm sorry, I hope I'm not talking too long. It's called uh, To Love Her Not No More, which mm-hmm. is a conti- continuation of the last book I just wrote. So that's just a little bit. I, I love it. I love it. Well, let me ask you this, though, because you said that you have cartoon characters. But is that what symbolism that you take through all of your books, or is it just the, the ones you made a reference to? Well, they're not cartoon characters. I just created a character named Superhero. Um, and oh, okay. he's actually okay. someone, he's the main character in the book. So everything is related or centered around him. So the circumstances unfold in my first book. I have uh, uh, his love interest, which is the, the sexy and vivacious Miss Destiny, which is in the third book, <laughs> to, um, The Superhero Lover, where I go into how they get married. But there's a there's a uh, chapter in there called uh, Oh No He Didn't, the eulogy written by the lovely and sexy Miss Destiny, uh, which talks about the man that she thought he was supposed to be, and she came to realize that there was a man that really God never created to exist, so she had to accept the man that he was. And So it, it's, it's 
I just use superhero um, because I believe in each and every one of us there's a, a hero that we have to rediscover, not to discover, because to rediscover means to find, mm-hmm. again, something that was already discovered before. To discover it means to find it for the first time. So uh, I feel like there's a hero in us that God put in us that he's already become previously acquainted with, and we need to become acquainted again with that individual inside of us. So um, there's greatness in all of us, and I just try to inspire people to to look into, you know, look into themselves to find the answers. Most oftentimes the answer's in the problem. So <laughs> you, uh, sometimes you're your biggest <laughs> enemy. So I really want people just to look inside yes. of themselves and yes. be able to tap into to that anointing and that, that grace uh, that God has given them to do whatever it is they're called to do. And I'd be envious or jealous of anybody else, but just celebrate you. So. Yeah, that, that, oh, we have to do that. I, um, Oh, Lord, that, that's a whole uh, sermon there, right? <laughs> but, but, Sean, I mean, Pastor Sean, I should have been addressing you correctly the whole time. But, uh, oh, Pastor Sean, help us to, uh, because this has happened in my life. I, I say I think God has a sense of humor because I, I, I went into ministry, uh, you know, I said, you know, you do the trial sermon. and <laughs> But right. I, I said, Lord, we should have did this when, we were, when I was 20 and you waited till I was older than that. Uh, talk to us a little bit, if you don't mind, about that, because uh, when I grew up, and I always use me as a reference so people don't think I'm particularly talking about them. You know, the ministers were different when we were growing up, and I'm saying different in regards of they didn't do too much in the marketplace like how you do so wonderfully, being a teacher, being a, a published author, you know, mentoring, coaching outside of the, the church walls. That's what I'm trying to say. And, and you know, I actually came in from the marketplace into uh, into the pulpit, if you want to call it that. Talk a little bit about that because uh, a lot of people, especially through generation, unfortunate, we quote-unquote put God in a box and people still having trouble with the word market men, marketplace ministry. And the amazing things you're doing, I mean, you're doing – what God has called you to do, what you referenced earlier. Talk a little bit about that, because we need to be, we need to break that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're already breaking it. Um, uh, one of my favorite um, teachers uh, is the late Dr. Miles Monroe. Uh, I'm quite sure you 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 know about him, um, but he talked about um, um, the waves and how we don't control or how we, we, we don't have any control of the airwaves and the radio waves, and he talked about the different types of waves. So uh, one thing I was cognizant of or, or conscious of is the fact that the message is supposed to get out not only to people that look like or act like or um, try to suggest that they are in the body of Christ. The message was always intended to reach beyond the church. Um, and that's what's happening today. We, we see that the old way of doing things doesn't necessarily work as uh, effective as it used to work, where people come to church and people do this. Now you have to be able to get out to them and reach them. And sometimes you can't reach them in the church because they don't come. Um, and it's difficult um, because God still holds us accountable when it comes to reaching and touching the people. So sometimes we have to go where they are and we have to use whatever streams we can uh, to get to them. Um, it's just a different time. Even though God has not changed, the methods can change. The message hasn't changed, but the methods always change with regard to reaching. We can't look back in Scripture and say, okay, well, I have to do what Jesus did. Well, Jesus didn't have a car. I'm quite sure if he had one, he probably would have used it, <laughs> but he didn't have one. So we have to understand because the times are different now and technology is advancing. Uh, I don't think technology is a bad thing. I think it's how you use it. 
um, which makes it bad. And I think that's most oftentimes with the things. I think God allows these things to come forward or these things to be produced or be created uh, for the benefit of others, but most oftentimes they get into the hands of people who don't know how to use them or tend to use them uh, the wrong way, and then we have all these things up. So we're fighting with social media. We're fighting with uh, what's going on in the world today. You're fighting with the game consoles, PlayStation, Xbox. You're, you're warring with all these things, and you wonder why when people come to church they're so easily distracted because they they spend hours upon hours a day engaging in these particular activities but don't spend any time with God. So uh, it's imperative that we have to build uh, a um, a marketable product with regard to our advertisement of our Savior so that people, uh, it will catch their ear. Even if we, first we got to catch them, you know, uh, sometimes we try to clean the fish before we catch it, so we got to catch them first, and then we have to be able to feed them the message and the word. And um, we don't see a lot of ministries doing that. We don't see a lot of ministries pontificating. We see it a little bit more today. But there's still a lot that God wants us to do, so it's extremely important. Like what you're doing, the radio, you can reach so many people. You don't necessarily have to see them in order to understand that they've been touched. Um, and that's the wonderful thing about your program and other programs like yours um, that just continue to keep doing what they're doing. So I encourage you, Dr. Sunday, please, I know you will because I've already heard 105,000, keep doing what you're doing. I, I'm just, you know, elated. I'm, I'm proud of you as a woman of God and everything that you stand for and how you're just impacting and touching lives. That's what God wants, and that's what we're going to do. That's right. Amen. Thank you. You just <laughs> It's always good to hear. Well, it's all God because, you know, he knows I'm, mm-hmm. But, it, but it, the thing that's so interesting here, and I had to throw this in right quick, here in Atlanta, it's getting to the point that when I, when I, I still do anesthesia sometimes as being an anesthesiologist, some of my patients, they look at me and they say, I know you from somewhere. <laughs> right. And uh, so usually I have to, you know, I've had a couple that I go, you know, I go ahead and say, you know, I'm, a media personality as well. They say, yeah, I saw you on TV. So that's kind of nice. But I always give the glory to God because the thing is, uh, people said my energy, but it's God's grace, God's anointing that actually, like you just said. And I love how you said that. I said, I'm going to have to take that, uh, what you said. <laughs> we have to do the, the um, advertisement to the point that we get that. Ooh, I like that. That is amazing how you yeah. said that. Mm, mm, mm. Well, time goes by so quickly here. Do us a favor. If we missed anything that we need to address, uh, please, please share that, Pastor Sean. And then please tell us how we can get your publications, how we can, you know, book you for different things uh, in speaking that you do, uh, any programs. I mean, the, the mentorship and the coaching you do for marriage and for, for young men and young women and then, of course, how we can support you on social media as well. Oh, no problem. I just want to thank everybody. Once again, I want to thank you, Dr. Sunday, uh, for awarding me the opportunity to get on with you. Uh, I just want to inspire and encourage married couples to make sure that you guys continue to put God first. 
remember that you have to build your relationship with him and then bring the individual to whom is pursuing you or you are pursuing after into the relationship that you already established with God. Uh, that builds the foundation, and every relationship needs to be built on a sturdy foundation. So it's very imperative for every woman in marriage, uh, we we love you, husbands love your wives as you're supposed to. Uh, make sure that whatever man you endeavor to marry is a man worthy enough for you to submit yourself over to. Don't relinquish your right to, uh, over to somebody who's not worthy enough to bear up under the responsibility or weight of your submission. So make sure that he loves you. Make sure husbands, you understand that they are needed. We need our wives. We need the women, and we need to encourage them and inspire them to be the best they can be so we can be the best that we can be. Uh, just real quick, if you need to contact me, um, you can contact me uh, on Instagram at Sean Saunders for Love. Um, if you need to contact me on Facebook, you can get me on Facebook at Authors Sean Saunders, uh, or you can look up Love Three Define. My email address for anybody who wants to call me out to speak is the Superhero Lover Two Five, the number twenty five at Gmail dot com. My books, all three of them, are online at Amazon and Barnes and Nobles dot com. Go and purchase. Once again, my first book is the. Um, uh, the Wounded Leader and the Superhero Revealed, uh, excuse me, The Wounded Leader, look at me, <laughs> the, uh, the Wounded Leader, uh, uh, go get that, This Is My Confession, uh, is my second book, and the last book is, um, I lost my thought, uh, The Superhero Lover. Um, so go ahead and buy those, those are very encouraging books. Uh, they're a little deep, so but you're going to have to read, and that's okay, and I'm currently working on another book as well. So I just want to encourage everybody, uh, I'm coming uh, keep me in your prayers Keep Dr. Sunday in your prayers Thank you so much I hope that this is the, the first of many more times to come Where we can talk about other things as well But I will support you I have a whole bunch of people from DeKalb Preparatory Academy On today uh, in Decatur, Georgia And a whole bunch of people in the north Because I'm from New Jersey So I want to give a shout out to all y'all We love y'all uh, And everybody be encouraged Thank you so much We just thank you for that because it's a lot. Of, my team was saying it was a lot of different new numbers because they kind of keep the statistics. Now, we're not using your number. Anything, let me just say that. The dashboard, when it shows the number, then, it, you know, at the end, you know, we don't keep your phone number. Let me just say that. <laughs> oh, okay. But, uh, they were saying it was a lot of new numbers up there. So we just thank you for sharing with your with your network and for, with your tribe that, uh, yes, I pray that they'll continue to, the time that we have all type of people, and we do have also a program on every Tuesday called Sunday Soul Service, and that's actually that people share the goodness of God. It's actually it, it started out because I used to I it got to the point that I I'm, I was meeting so many people that said they didn't have an opportunity to speak on the goodness of God. So that's how that all started. So we take a whole hour and we just because uh, the pastor. Let me just be honest, the pastor. It's like we said, if the pastor preached really over 20, 30 minutes, the people getting up out of church, and I know we shouldn't uh, worry about the time, but a lot of things that we need to address, we can't really do on Sunday. So this is a platform right. that we actually uh, kind of handle the stuff we can't, we don't have an opportunity to talk about over the pulpit, and that's from 7 to 8 every Tuesday. But Pastor Sean, you just really rocked it. Thank God for you. We just thank you for coming here and out of your busy schedule, but we thank you for being in your purpose. If you need us for anything, please, please don't hesitate to contact us. 
I will. Thank you so much, ma'am. I appreciate you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Woo, ladies and gentlemen, I know you ready. I know. I know you ready for somebody already have inboxes. When the replay is going to be ready. It's going to be ready very soon. Of course, you know it's over on iTunes. It's on YouTube. It's on our website. It's on social media. Please connect with this young man. Powerful. Oh, my God. So powerful, powerful. And uh, we didn't get a chance to speak, but I go to the schools a lot here in town and, um, uh, you know, I said something funny, you know, and then <laughs> and then the kids will listen. But they always want to know how much money I made. They want to know how long it took me in school. But, you know, I always break it down to them and let them know you have to be in your purpose. So what you what you will do, I always tell people this, what will you do for three months and don't get paid? Now, you know I have a story behind that. Uh, when I actually got out of residency and started to work, I was so excited to work. And they contacted me in the human resources department come to find out I hadn't gotten paid for three months because I was so excited to be in my purpose. Mm, amen. But anyway, if you need us for anything here at Good Deeds, you know we do. You can be a guest on our program. You can advertise or have sponsorship. We do have the opportunity. A young lady contacted me, and we don't actually do it. I mean, we never thought about it. Uh, some people want to just, uh, actually be a media personality for one show. So we're going to honor her with that. So she wants to do just one show to see if she likes it or not. So we're going to actually train her a little bit for that. But if you do want your own radio show or podcast, we do extensive training for that. Actually, I have been afforded the great opportunity to actually be an adjunct professor at one of the colleges here in Atlanta <laughs> that I'll be teaching it full time. So I'm so excited about that. Oh, I, uh, but anyway, um, if you do have a business and you need help with your business, I do business coaching, I do purpose coaching, I do grief counseling, and, of course, media coaching. Um, so if you want to be on the radio TV, you can do that. You do have a magazine as well, Good Deeds Magazine. You can actually advertise. If you actually, if you are a writer, we would love, love, love to you be part of the team. Uh, this episode, you know, Bishop Jake's on the cover. I'm so excited. But one of our covers, and before, you know, we have a lot of people lined up to be on the cover uh, coming up, uh, different publications. We do have a publishing company called Sunday Publishing Company. So finally, you're going to finally get that book out, right? And uh, that poetry, that, that stage play. You know, I act a little bit too, so, you know, I can be in there. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. I do act. Um, and then also we do have a Sunday Foundation, which is a nonprofit 501c3. If you're a nonprofit, if you have one, let's collaborate. Let's do some things together. It's a lot needs to be done. We do take care of the things we take for granted, and you know what that is, mm. food, clothing, and shelter. We also have an education and mentorship program. We do have a, 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 a great program project called SUN, S-U-N, it's in the remembrance of my brother and my godson when they passed. We help family members that have family in the intensive care unit. So if you're, you know, associated with any hospital, and also we have a nursing side, nursing home 
um, sector with that. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. Let us know. We also have a shadow me program. So if you want to be a healthcare professional, if you want to be a business owner, if you want to be an anesthesiologist, a media personality, we match you with those people that you can see what they're really doing, you know, what they're doing behind the scenes. That's called Shadow Me. So all that information, go to our website, www.renee, which is R-E-N-E-E, Sunday, S-U-N-D-A-Y. If you need me to come MC, if you need me to come ministry, you know, you know, I can, God, that he, he just bring it on. <laughs> but uh, also I do that, and I also uh, teach workshops, seminars on the things that I mentioned. Uh, if you want anything about anesthesia, I am a medical expert. That website is separate. That is Dr. which is D-R-R-E-N-E-E-M-D.com. Just go to the main website if you can't remember all that, and we'll direct you where you need to go. Amen. But always remember, always remember, you do have a calling. You do have a reason you were born. You're not a mistake. <laughs> you have to do the three things. You got to believe. You got to trust. Guess what? You got to walk that thing out. I'm, this what living witness. This what I do. All of us have to do it, right? Amen. Mm, amen. Amen. We have to do it. We have to don't stop. Guess what? You know the rest. You got to get it, get it. And what you have to get, you have to get your purpose and get your purpose now. You know, this is Good Deeds, and I'm Dr. Renee Sunday. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.